0: Hello, and welcome back to the Past and Present Podcast. This is Kim Groves, hoping you've been having a lovely week. And before I get into today's uh, podcast, I owe you, my loyal, loyal listeners, a huge, huge apology. Uh, One of the things that comes with not only running your home business or running your business out of your home and having your studio in your home and is the fact that the technology problems that come with it and the kids and everything that goes along with having multiple things going on in your home all at one time and uh this week has been this past week was a challenge we had several technology challenges uh with uh, printers and microphones and keyboards and computers in general and it's just been a mess also, I was not feeling all that great. I woke up and one morning, and my voice was pretty much done. It was gone. And I said, I can't do a podcast when I sound like a 12-pack-a-day smoker. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> so I had to give my my voice a little bit of a rest from uh, talking because, like I said, not only do I do this podcast, but I run uh, my own business. I run a property management business, and plus I take care of my kids, and it's just it's just a, a thing. And plus, we have the whole winding down from the school year thing. My daughter had her kindergarten graduation last Sunday, and uh, that that was sort of uh, uh, in me. Uh, and I, I was going through that, that mom phase with, with that. And she's getting started. Uh, she's going to be doing her summer camp at school. And my son was having to get some stuff done uh, to for the end of the year. So I really had to kind of put some stuff on the back burner to, to make sure my kids were taken care of. Uh, so it's, I promise we're back to normal. Uh, so, uh, my promised podcast on the queen of Sheba will be on Thursday. I promise I will have that, uh, ready for you then. So, and I'm sorry for the, uh, whatever beeping you're hearing. I have no idea what's going on. Um, here, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so I see what's going on. So I'm going to pause here for just a moment. Okay, now that I've resolved the technical difficulties, we shouldn't have any more beeping. Uh, now, today we are going to be talking again, we're continuing our series on the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to be talking about how we should treat our enemies. I mean, I know how I'd like to treat my enemies, uh, I wouldn't particularly call it Christian. But a lot of that comes out of the fact that I am, well, human, um, and I, as I always like to say, I'm working on myself. So, but obviously the way that you and I would want to necessarily treat our enemies is not the way that Jesus would want us to treat our enemies. So um, we're going to be looking today, our verses are Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48. So I'm going to flip... that to that and that will actually bring us to the end of chapter five and then we'll be next time we'll be talking to chapter six so starting with verse 43 ye have heard that it hath been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which hurt you, and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father that is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to arise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward shall you have? Do not the publicans, even the same? And if ye be friendly to your brethren only, what singular thing do ye? Do not even the publicans do, publicans, do, likewise? Ye shall therefore be perfect as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And that last verse has always troubled me. And first of all, I want to talk about what a publican is. And a publican um, is defined as, uh, they that were the toll masters and had the oversight of tributes and customs, it was a kind of man that the Jews hated to death, both because they served the Romans in these offices, whose yokeful bondage they could hardly away withal, and also because these toll masters are, for the most part, given to covetousness. So, um, so again, these were not exactly people the Jews liked, and it's no accident that Jesus chose to use publicans in his choice of words um so now the last time we met um and we spoke um the we talked about vengeance uh, and it is uh, difficult to not be vengeful so if we were to take this literally it's requiring radical conduct on the part of those of us who are christians so why should we act in such a manner when we consider what Jesus says concerning the treatment of enemies so as we have been doing let's take a look at the law of Moses and the traditional interpretation and application so the Old Testament did not really say hate your enemy it did teach you to did teach to love your neighbor as yourself in Leviticus 1918 but it also taught that kindness was shown to was to be shown to your enemy. Exodus 23, Proverbs 25, just to name two different references. So so from the very beginning, we are taught to love our neighbor as ourself and to show kindness to our enemies. And so so where do we get this? It, um, the, the, the it has been, you have heard it said, uh, you have heard it that it hath been said that has been common in the last four or five uh, of our talks so the traditional interpretation misapplied the law though it did enjoin the command to love your neighbor it inferred from this th- command that one had the right to hate your enemy so in other words it, it imposes a duality that never was meant to exist so loving your neighbor meant hate your enemy well okay you can't apply duality to this situation because our job, our obligation, as it were, our, our, uh, our whole reason as Christians is to love, well, quite frankly, the unlovable and those that are difficult to love. And just because they're your neighbor doesn't mean that, you know, you should love them or hate them or anything. You just need to love everybody. Jesus loved us all to the point that he made, he was the perfect sinless sacrifice and he atoned for all of our sins, whether we lived back then or whether we're alive now or who will be alive in the future. Jesus has atoned for every sin that we've ever committed as long as we are accepting him as our Lord and Savior. So using that as our guide stone, we certainly should not be out here hating our enemies. And and I, I, I'm going to bring actually two things here into into bear. One is my grandfather. Now, my grandfather has been gone from me since 1997. He died just shy of my 21st birthday. And I would talk to him nearly weekly. Um and even though he lived down the street, but you know, being in school and everything, I wasn't always able to, you know, go and visit him regularly. But I, I would um, talk to him regularly on the phone and I would say something like, I really hate this heat. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Captain, you can't just, you can't be throwing out that word. And I'm like, what, what, what would Papa?" And he would say, hate, you can never hate anything. So I really had to work on myself when I spoke with him by not using the word hate, um, because he knew that. We should never hate anyone or anything. Now, flash forward to my grandfather's great-granddaughter, my daughter. She tells me when I say, "Oh man, I hate that." She'll come to me and say, "Mommy, mommy, you can't hate. That's a bad word." Well, I'll be. My, I'm being I'm being corrected by my 5-year-old. She's right. She ain't wrong. So she's absolutely right. I should not be saying that word. That is a bad word. And I should never be saying I hate something or someone. I can say I don't like someone. They're not my favorite person or that's not my favorite thing. But I should never be saying hate. And I have really actually worked on it to the point that I take my daughter's correction on this. And and I and some people say may say tell me well you know Kim you 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 should be your daughter should be telling you what to do. Well, yeah, in most things you're right. But you know, she is learning very early on a principle that I want her to learn, which is to never hate. So if she's going to call me out on it, then I'm going to take that correction because she not only is my child, but she's my sister in Christ. And whether or not she's five years old or 55 years old, she's my sister in Christ as well as my daughter. So we need to take correction from each other. I just wish she took correction from me a little bit more, a little bit better than sometimes she does. But she's working on herself too. So the righteousness of the kingdom as taught by Jesus Jesus demands that concerning our enemies we love our enemies so love is active okay we have to show active goodwill love is an action word it's not it's not passive so we are to love which means we are to be active in our goodwill towards people we don't necessarily are not our favorite people um so we have to show this active goodwill towards them we need to bless those who curse us. So when someone tells you something unkind, that like where you can go and how you can get there, you need to speak well of them. And I'm I'm from the South, and here we have an expression, of, bless your bless your heart, and when when somebody says something not quite right, and that has a particular meaning. But I need to actually, we need to all actively work on that same bless you, you know. You know, you felt like you needed to say that to me. Well, you know what? You 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 feel free to say that, but I'm gonna hope you have a great day. And it's, it's one of those skills that I actually really learned working in retail, because you know people will come up to you and, and they'll ask you, oh, do you have this such and such item? And you say, no, that we don't we don't carry that or we ha- we don't have that in stock. And then they want to cuss you out, which happens more frequently than you you know believe. And then you say, well, I'm sorry that you don't understand that things run out but you have a great day you know so we need to bless those who curse us so we need to speak well of the people who curse us and we need to do good to those who hate us which means we need to treat them kindly it doesn't mean we need to go outside of ourselves it just means we don't need to actively destroy somebody we can certainly sit and we can uh, actively Um, treat them nice. You can say hi and bye and be polite, ask about the wife, ask about the husband, ask about the kids, but still, and that's being kind and treating them kindly, but it's not going outside of being super extra, extra. We have to pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us. And this is one I struggle with because I really when someone hurts me or does something bad I want them to hurt as much as I do and it's hard for me to sit and pray for some somebody who uses us and and, and wish them the best but the thing is that is counted to your glory or your credit in the glory in in when when the end times come and we are standing before, God and having to account for our behavior and our actions and our inactions, if we have have loved our enemies, blessed those who curse us, we have done good to those who hate us and prayed for those who have used us and persecuted us, then that is counted to our credit. And we will, God will look at you and say, you know, even though this person just treated you terribly, you never stopped praying for them. You never stopped trying to talk nice to them. You never stopped being nice to them. You never did any of, you you always acted in kindness to their hatefulness. And that is counted to your good. And so we should, we should always do that. We should always do that. So this is actually an expansion on not seeking vengeance. So I, I like to look at it like this. So instead of being manifesting aggression, manifest aggressive love. So for however badly they're talking about you, talk about them nicely just as much. So the more they they talk they talk hatefully to you or treat you or whatever, give them back kindness more than what they're giving you in hatefulness. Because again, this t- talks about turning the other cheek and saying you know, I'm not going to let your behavior, your words, your actions turn me and make you think that I'm outside of who I am as a person. So because some people like to play the gotcha games with Christians. And they say, oh, well, y- y- you know, you must not be a real Christian if if you, you know, talk bad about someone. Well, no, it doesn't make you less of a Christian. You're just a Christian that's working on yourself. But if if someone comes to you and is constantly talking bad and you start giving them back the bad, then you're reinforcing to them everything they believe that they have, they feel about Christians. If you, if someone comes to you and talks bad about you, then if you respond continuously in love and friendship and goodwill, then they're going to be like, wow, maybe there's something about this Christian thing. And it's not just a fake goodwill. It's actually... It has to be authentic. You have to have an authentic love. You have to have authentic goodwill. It can't come across as being phony because then you are that hypocrite that they think you are. So what is the why, does, why should we respond to our enemies this way? What is the underlying reason to react this way? And it, Jesus tells us in verse 45, he says that you may be sons of your father in heaven. So we have to, this is a demonstration of ourselves to be truly his children. Because our job as a Christian is to reflect, be a mirror to Heavenly Father. In other words, we need to show to the world the reflection of God in us. So God's love shines down on us and we need to reflect that out to the rest of the world. So he gives material blessings to both the good and the evil. To both the righteous and the unrighteous. And he is kind to the unthankful and evil. He's offered his son while we were yet still sinners and enemies. And he loved us before we loved him. So we are to imitate our Heavenly Father. So if we look at everything that Jesus and and Heavenly Father have done for us. We need to respond exactly in kind. And this is where we're going to be perfect as our Father in Heaven is perfect. And then... Jesus tells us we are to be different than the tax collectors. And these are the publicans. They were despised by Jews because they made themselves rich by collecting taxes from their fellow men for the Roman government. And yet they would love who loved them and greet cordially those who greeted them. So even the publicans were doing this stuff. And so if, if the publicans who were truly hated and who who really likes the tax collector could be kind to everybody then why shouldn't we who we are not that person so we are no different if our love is limited to our brethren or our friends so now in verse 48 it's probably one of the most complicated verses and it's to be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect so perfect we all have this idea of what perfect is and it means but actually perfect means brought to completion full-grown and lacking nothing so it doesn't mean without fault it means brought to completion full-grown lacking so again we have this thing about being perfect and we, in the context of being perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect, it has a reference to the matter of showing love and mercy uh, versus perfection versus our, our earthly idea of perfection. So when we display love and mercy to our enemies, we are complete and full grown in demonstrating love. And just as our father is when he shows kindness to evil and unthankful people so again perfection is not being perfect as your father in heaven is perfect does not mean being without fault in this particular case it means that you are full grown you are brought to completion and when we are kind to even those that are unkind to us we are actually being perfect as our father in heaven is perfect because again It rains on the just and the unjust, and God has mercy for the the sinner and, and the righteous. So, this is just another vivid demonstration of how the righteousness of the kingdom exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. The principles presented in this particular talk are certainly challenging to our understanding and to the application of them in our lives, because it is hard to be nice to those who are mean to us. But if we really wanna be sons and daughters of our Father in Heaven and perfect just as our Father in Heaven is perfect, isn't, it is absolutely imperative that we be influenced more by the teachings and example of the Son of God than the attitudes and examples of the tax collectors. So, I think that about ends us for today. Uh, again, we uh, This was a talk on the treatment of our enemies and part of our Sermon on the Mount series. And as always, I enjoy hearing from all of you. Uh, please feel free to email me at KimG.PastAndPresentPodcast at gmail.com And you can also contact me on Twitter at at podcast underscore past. And uh, you can... <laughs> Oh my gosh, my brain, I've had to stop several times today. And you can also reach out to us on our Facebook pages at um, Rebirth Network and Rebirth Encouraged, both with a purple heart between the words. Again, join us on Thursday when we will be having that discussion on the Queen of Sheba. Again, this is Kim Groves with the Past and Present Podcast, hoping that you stay blessed and unstressed and unbothered by the rest. God bless.